Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Yeah, I know. By the sound of it, you could tell I'm still under the weather. But I'm trying, Coach. I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. Honest, I am. Well, guys, good morning. We have Roger Weiss, as always. We have Francis Beck. We have uh, Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. And a surprise visitor in town, all the way from Utica, Marquell Slaughter. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, so good to hear his voice again. <laughs> this is the only way I could hear is with the headphones on because I'm deaf and no voice. But other than that, have a nice day. Well, hopefully you guys have all uh, done your Christmas shopping, wrapped your gifts. If you're out driving today trying to finish up last-minute Christmas shopping, take your time. The roads aren't too bad. Niagara Falls Boulevard was uh, passable. Nobody's skidding out or anything, but uh, we do have some freezing rain coming down. Some of the roads are slick. Raj, how is it? The main drags are... uh Okay, uh, be careful on the secondary roads. There's that real thin coat of freezing rain, ice. It's slick, so pump the brakes. Probably the first time driving is an adventure this season, other than the snow, which everybody's super careful. But in this type of weather, you know, the roads are black. What can be wrong with the roads? Look out. Yeah, be be extra careful today if you're, especially if you're going out Christmas shopping. Uh, hopefully, Diana's not listening, Roger's wife. But uh, uh, Roger, I am impressed that you got her a garbage plate for Christmas and wrapped it up really nice. I thought that was a good touch. Okay, nothing but the best, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, Frank, can you see him doing that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, she'll pick at one little she wants out of there, and I get the rest. You know, there's method in my man. Strategy. That's I what I like. I don't know if the whole plate will make it back from Brockport, but... Probably not. <laughs> Unless right. you got two. News and notes, guys. Oh, there's a whole bunch of news and notes to get to. Lay it on me, my friend. Roger, what do you got? Well, it's uh, <laughs> been a grand week in uh, high school basketball this week. Uh Thursday night especially, three grand to be exact. Uh, Serena Sordetto from uh, Kenmore East and uh, Rania Rump from Chicktawaga. Both them young ladies went over a 1,000 points for their career. Bad news is in the case of both of them, it wasn't, a lo- it wasn't a losing cause, so they weren't able to pull out a win. But still, congratulations to Rania and uh, Serena. Meanwhile, back at Depew High School, Chad Beersbach uh, went over a thousand points. He needed 31 points to do it in the 
opening game of the Depew tournament, and he needed they needed most of them. I think they won by oh maybe five or six, but they actually he got most of them in the first three quarters, and then Depew had to hold on to win. After three quarters, they were up quite a bit. Also, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention earlier in the week, or maybe it was even last week, and we neglected to mention it. Bo Sarica from St. Francis High School, all, the only returnee from that real good team a year ago, uh, did go over a thousand points, and he's leading a relatively young team. They're still doing very well despite all the loss of players from a year ago. Francis, you have any for news and notes? Nothing. No, it was a good week for uh, girls hockey. Um, we have them next week in the studio. Today we right. have uh, Coach Prin and uh, Jagger from West Seneca East. But next week we'll have the girls on, and um, they they just you got to get out there and see a girls game. They play tremendous hockey. Uh, a lot of the games are at four four thirty. Um, Riverworks or uh, Northtown Center. There's a lot of games at Northtown this year, um, but they're all the girls teams are playing pretty good. The flop. As you know, cash. I love the names. That's yeah. that's my favorite part. To follow you and Bill Pavone, just to yep. hear cash flop. Uh, Can't wait for that cash, that cash flop game. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm not sure if I'm following hockey or poker tournament. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Hannah uh, Barrett had a shutout yesterday, so I want to give her, her a shout out. She's playing tremendous uh, in goal for cash, giving them a legitimate shot to possibly have major success as the season uh, plays out. I like cool. the, the way that they've been playing. Um, Francis, you've been all over the World Junior stuff so far, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, last night I just I saw two Sabres prospects, uh, Yuko Pekka Lunden from Finland. He was in goal for Finland, facing the Czech Republic against um, uh, Budik Budik from Czech Republic. That's easy um, for him yeah, to say. Yeah, I was going to say, easy for you all to these say. Eastern I Europeans, think so, I've um, got this. What? So they'll <laughs> be in the... <laughs> all right. You're talking about... Wojtek Budik from the Czech Republic, and then Uka Pekalukinen, my favorite name. <laughs> Uka Pekalukinen. I had the spelling right. That's all that counts. <laughs> Don't get me so, in a um, you know, with them, you just say number 31 for Finland and number 22 for Scotland. That's what it comes down to. The most oh my! <laughs> so we'll be out there. We'll be out there all week. Francis is doing uh, World Junior stuff. Uh, Outstanding outdoor game and all that stuff. So I want to uh, do a shout out to one of my uh, coaching partners at Niagara Falls Junior Football, and that is assistant coach Joe Kinney. Rolled a three hundred last night. So congratulations to Joe, Niagara Falls fireman, uh, first responder, great guy, and now he joins our head coach. Uh, Chuck Fink as uh, rolling 300s. We probably have the highest bowling average of any coaching staff in any sport in all of Western New York. I need to get a hold of Ed Ventry to get my game kicked in so that I can compete with these guys. Uh, quick question: How many bowling balls does he bring to the alleys? I don't know. It's in league play. Oh, and, uh, I still can't get over these kids. Six, seven, eight, nine. What do they have? Equipment manager bring in. Meanwhile, I, I just show up with my Fred Flintstone ball and, and just heave it down the uh, alley. But congratulations, Joe. Uh, job well done. I wanted uh, to point out, um, at the news and notes, um, shouts out to the Edinburgh women's basketball team. They're 9-0 before the break. They got two locals on the team, Jonte Walton, uh, yeah. O'Hara grad, and you know I had to get a Chictawaga uh, kid in there, <laughs> Sierra Rostin from Maryvale. 
Um, I want to say they both graduated in 13, I want to say. But they're... Way they're, back when, right? They're uh, way back <laughs> way when, back. earlier in the decade. <laughs> we but they, <laughs> but they, they're they 9-0 at Edinburgh. They both start and they're both having amazing seasons, doing really well over there. Shantae, not only all Western New York, she was player of the year, senior year. No, she was just dominant. Absolutely a dominant player. Are we ready to rock and roll, guys? Yeah. yeah. Frank, uh, you invited uh, uh, West Seneca East uh, hockey in. We have head coach Phil Prynne and Jaeger Maving. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, it's Jagger. Jagger. Uh, okay, I'm Jager's sorry. Jagger's pretty cool, too. I'm thinking of Jagermeisters. <laughs> you know where my vacation hat is at. Where were you last night? <laughs> <laughs> On my couch sick. That's oh. where I was. Well, you got to realize that uh, he's used to saying Jagermeister, so you know that's why it came out that way. No, that's all right, too. <laughs> well, welcome to the program, guys we're happy to have you in uh we're talking a little hockey this morning and uh coach my first question for you is uh concerning fed hockey are there any changes uh since last season um i think goalies have to strap their water bottles to the uh tops of the nets this year that was the major rule change this year is that's that a true. problem that's for Jagger? Like, you know, he's thing. shaking his head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those times the rest had to take the water bottle away from me. I was getting upset. <laughs> uh, next year, there's going to be some changes with rules and, and the, the way the game's going to be structured. Uh, those changes we were hoping went into effect this year, but they'll actually go into effect next year. Um, like they're, I think they're talking about going 17-minute periods and two-minute penalties next year. But it has something that had to kind of be negotiated with the Referees Association, things like that. So those are the changes probably going to be coming down next year. Is that something that the coaches or the schools vote on, or the federation just does that unilaterally? You know, when we have our meetings with the coaches and, and the league, we discuss these things. And one of the things was the minute-and-a-half penalties are short. You know, and you really only got room for one power play unit to get most of your time. And it creates opportunities for more kids to play on the power play, more kids to play on the penalty kill. And that's what they're looking to do. And if you look downstate, right now everybody's at 15-minute periods, but uh, some other sections do a Zamboni flood between each period instead of just between the second and the third. So we were looking to get you know, something. If we add time and make it so there's more time for each period, then we could maybe structure it where there's a flood between each period. So you go into the locker room have a true intermission each period so you can really recap and go over your, what the period looked like to you guys and provides that kind of an opportunity. Because whenever we go out of section, we play a team from downstate or upstate, I should say. Um, it is nice getting a flood between each period. Yeah, that's that's huge. You know, oh, you yeah. get into that third period, and if you have overtime, especially for the goalies, right? You know, they need all the help they get. I'm, I'm surprised they don't use shovels at least to go up and down you know, <laughs> to help out these goalies a little bit especially if you get into overtime but that change in particular along with the two minutes does USA Hockey drive that at all or is that completely up to the section? That's that's New York State High School Athletics that's uh, yeah nothing to do with USA Hockey didn't they also, isn't that part of, I believe, that's the feder- the National Federation rules. I think the state wanted to be on board with them so they get a seat at the table. Right, that too. And then this year, you know, I guess the only other thing we did change to align ourselves with the rest of the state is that um, in order to qualify for sectional play, you have to play in six games. We had a section six rule where it had to be ten, but the rest of the state was always six. This year they made it six, so it's six across the board for any player that plays in six games or dresses in six games is eligible for postseason play. And um, we now do a running clock if there are, if there's an eight goal differential. There's a running clock until the goal until the differential is fewer than eight. That's new this year, but that that is also what the rest of the state had been doing. Quick question, and I don't know if I'm out of line, Julia. How you're always out of line. More, excuse me, more out of line than okay. usual. Uh, 
number one, do they have JVs in hockey? Uh, it's a, it's run by club organizations, so okay. it's not uh, like sponsored by the school, but schools do have you know side organizations. Can you call up a player? That's yes. why I was bringing that up when he said that the six game rule. What if someone's called up with only five games left in the season, then is he ineligible? Correct. He'd have to dress in six games or play in six games. So if we were going to think about doing that, we'd have to look to do that with six games left in the season to get him eligible. I do have to recognize a state champion in the room, Rich Sanders, head coach or assistant head coach. At uh, West Seneca West has joined us to put a little pressure on West Seneca East. I'm sure that's why I got no here. pressure One at all. West, West Seneca, Seneca East. East, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but always a pleasure. Can we get rich out of skates? <laughs> uh, I used to rollerblade. I used to rollerblade a lot, but skates I tried. It's a different, different animal. Yeah, yeah we'll get you double runners, Rich. <laughs> you know they're doing the 11 uh, day power play again next year, so I wanted to bring this up. Uh, they're looking for players, teams that would take like a four-hour stretch. So maybe the Inside High School Sports will put a, a four-hour team together. What do you think? Me, Raj? Come on, you. Markel, come back. Come on, Raj. How okay. bad could it be? I'm 288 pounds. I don't know the way to rest you guys, but that's not going to work out. I'm telling you right now. Hour. He'll take out anybody in front of the net. I ain't coming to, in front of the net with you there. You know, no, we'll cross anybody, check, you. boom, it's over. Rich and I will be tandem goaltenders. Between the two of us, they won't have room to put so anything to puck through. <laughs> then you'll have to skate uh, four on five on the other side of the rink. Slap shot again, <laughs> all over. Listen, putting on the foil, coach, putting on the foil. <laughs> I took my son to see the Boston Bruins this weekend, and I never sit sat so close to a game. We saw Char. And I mean, he's a giant. You want to talk about making people look like midgets? <laughs> like him next to any of the Sabres was like, what is going on here? This is illegal. He's only what six seven? Six nine. He's six, six nine. nine without skates. I remember his first game in Buffalo, at the odd. We're playing the Islanders, and Rob Ray went in to take him on with a big check. You know, I mean, open ice, and Ray went flying. I mean, he couldn't even move him. Very next shift, Michael Pekka. Now, you know the difference in size between Pekka and Chara and even Ray. Pekka upends them. It was a thing of beauty. I mean, it doesn't really matter how big you are if you have the right position on a player regardless of size. Michael Pekka was one of the best open ice, pound-for-pound body checkers Bingo. in the NHL. Thank you. Like, that guy was unbelievable. He played the defensive forward position so well and so tough. And we've yet to see guys like him. I mean, we just don't see it in the league anymore. Is checking something that you guys are able to work on technique-wise and in, in, uh, instilling the proper way to uh, you know get underneath somebody and lift them off their skates if you have to? You know, it's so much of the game now is played in the corners against the walls. We work on angling to get the play to the outside where our defensemen want it. We look, we work on getting our sticks in lanes towards the middle, but forcing the men outside. Uh, you know, it, it's a thing where you know it's a low percentage shot. If somebody's going to cut across the middle and you're going to try to you're going to try to step right in front of them, um, you're going to probably miss 75 percent of the time. So it's so you got to be thing. smart about you gotta it. You got to be smart about it. You got to be really good about it. You can't lunge. You can't set your feet too early. You can't look at the puck. You got to look them in the chest. You got to have a good stick in the meantime. I mean, the big hit's the big hit. Everybody knows the big hit. Um, but it, it's not something where you really coach. To, like to go for the big hit because a lot of times it just puts you out of position. And even but is that you, something that the they, that the players want? Because you know they watch the highlights. Oh, the players just want the same it, way the in, in football. It, yeah. You know you want to hit, be able to deliver that devastating hit. Right. So I'm sure the kids are seeing this coming in and like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, that's their agenda. We, we try to. Um, we know they're going to go for hits. They're going to try to hit guys. Uh, we we try to coach the uh, like the defensive positioning more because that's what they need to do more often. 
but we know the hits are going to be there, and if there's an opportunity, you know, they're going to try to make the hit. But if we don't emphasize the positioning, the angling, the, the team system, then we're just going to run around and be out of position most of the time. Because even if you lay the big hit, it's still a 50-50 puck after that. So unless you have guys in position to get that puck, it could be other team's puck still. And then all the hit did was make a loud noise and make the fans go, ooh. I had teammates that that's all they lived for was the hit. <laughs> now I got a question. Like in football, hitting is a part of the physicality to wear down a team and you want to you know, physically impose your dominance and then by the fourth quarter that team is you know, shot, weak, or whatever. Is that the same thing in hockey? Like what if you win a whole game without hitting but you were in the right spot so you were able to, to turn over the puck? Hockey, it's more about puck possession nowadays. You can wear down a team just by having the puck. If they're the ones chasing you, trying to hit you all game long, they're going to wear themselves down. Now, that being said, if you if you make them play a 200-foot game and you get pucks deep in the corners, and when you're on offense, you have the puck and you cycle and you grind and you use the points, you get shots, you're able to retrieve that puck down low, send it back up top. You get you, The longer you have the puck, the more they're going to wear down. But then you can, you can wear teams down by, you know, obviously playing physical down low and winning battles and things like that. But usually the team, and we see this with, well, I don't want to rag too much on the Sabres, but we see them, you know, they lead every game. They have more hits than the other team, but it's usually because the other team has the puck more. So it's kind of like that, what do you want? Do you want to just hit everybody, or do you want to have the puck and score? You want to score goals. Coach, uh, obviously today's episode is... I'll t- we're talking about boys' fed hockey here. So at the beginning of the show, Tony, you want to know about the major changes. Uh, sure. The two major ones, obviously, going from four to three divisions has to be one of the biggest changes because now there's so much uh, more competition, yeah. you know, especially in two, where you guys are. Yes. Um, but then you got two brand-new teams. you got Star Point and St. Mary's of uh, like Lancaster. Star Point was a club team. In fact, they won a championship uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, maybe even last year. I think uh, it was St. two Mary's. years ago. St. Mary's in second place last year. Star Point okay. did. St. Mary's um, took a year off from Fed, but they're back this year. Yeah, but they're they're two very good programs so far, from what I've seen. Uh, they're off to very good starts. I, I think you would say. Uh, Star Point won their first game. And they beat Ken West. They mm-hmm. beat Ken East so far. And uh, so I mean, they're off to a halfway decent start, I guess you would say. Yeah, Star Point has a solid squad. And St. Mary's um, as well. And St. Yeah, we don't see St. Mary's on our schedules here, but we played Star Point a couple nights ago, and um, and we beat them two to nothing. And we have. A very good goaltender to help us out in that category, but they played us tough up in their building up there, and they they're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They know they're new, they know they want to come out and prove themselves, um, but uh, they play a pretty solid game. They're scrappy. They did not go away on us. They fought us all the way to the very end. Um, but they got a lot of young guys on their team. I assume that they could, you know, if they build something here, they could be a they could be a very good team in a couple of years if they keep working. Coach, real quick for both of you, um, the scheduling. Unlike basketball and football, there's not like set times. You can go at odd hours, Sundays, nights. What is that like to coach? That does it throw you off as a player and a coach that you're that that you that those odd those odd times? Uh, I'm a father of a year and a half year old, and uh, my wife is eight and a half months pregnant. So yeah. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough Goodbye schedule this time of the year. To sleep. <laughs> oh, I waved bye bye to that long ago. Um, no, it's it's it is a bit of a schedule. But what you do as a coach and as a teacher is you kind of build your schedule around this time of the year. So you know this is the busy time of the year, and you 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 plan ahead, you prepare, you you do all your homework, you plan your practices ahead of time, and you have a structure and an organization that kind of makes it flow. And so far, that's that's our that's our thing. We know there's odd hours. We know when the buses leave. We know when the games go until, um, and it's tough. And we practice in the mornings before school. These boys are up real early every morning before the sun's even up. We're off the ice before the sun's even up. So it is a it is a three and a half month long stretch if you do it the right way. But 
you know, if 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 you're dedicated and your your players are dedicated and you have good parents that help you out along the way, then it, the reward is phenomenal. But it is not an easy season. It's not a short season. It's not a quick season. It's a lot of work. But a lot of people care about hockey in this area, so it's it's really good to be. Uh, a part of it. No, it's definitely a hockey town, no yeah. question about it. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll have more with West Seneca East Hockey and all other kinds of fun stuff on this uh, Christmas weekend. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Some festive music there. I like that. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Roger Weiss, Frank Wolf, and Francis Beck from Western New York Athletics. Mark Quell Slaughter in the house. He's visiting us from Utica. Rich Sanders. We have uh, Coach Phil Prynne from West Seneca East Hockey and Jager Maven, goaltender for West Seneca East. And we are talking Fed Hockey, West Seneca East Hockey, and just hockey in general. Welcome back to the show. All right, Frank, uh, pick up where we yeah, left off. Uh, Francis and I were going to sing a jingle first since we're standing up here, but no. That's uh, scary. <laughs> it's better than dancing. Anyways, yeah. uh, we'll start with Division One, and then we'll, we'll get into Division Two and let Phil take off with uh, the uh, Trojans. But um, Will North, Niagara Wheatfield, uh, off to very good starts. Uh, St. Joe's off to a pretty good start, although they did lose their first game. Uh, just the other night to Lancaster. They have a rematch tonight, 6 p.m. at Harbor Center. That means Crozier's going to be calling me up any minute now. Hey, when can I come on? Uh, Whenever I, I, he comes on the show, they just go on a tear and they don't lose. <laughs> I, I talked to Crow this morning. He wanted to send his well, best wishes. The whole team did to Canisius. They had a very tough week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the kids from Joe's wanted to make sure that they got that that message across this morning. So, uh, And, of course, we're all thinking about Canisius. Um, we feel lost last night. They lost in overtime to, was it OP? Orchard Park. Uh, yeah. supposed to be having a, a down year. They lost their, one of the best goaltenders uh, last year, but OP came away with a very big win. I'm sure uh, Coach is extremely happy about that. Uh, is it Daniker? Daniker? Yeah, that's yeah. A, and Orchard Park was the team that was upset in the quarterfinals to Niagara Falls. So that team is going to be hungry this year. Yeah, they're very young, but uh, actually a huge win last night over Niagara Weefield. Uh, speaking about North, they're three zero and two. They got two ties so far. One of them is against St. Joe's, and the other one is against Wheatfield. Uh, they're playing Timon today. Um, I believe the second and third week of January they have to run this gauntlet of Niagara Weefield again, Lancaster and St. Joe's. So their season's always very tough. Up in one, Brett Sardine is seven five for twelve. He's off to a great start. Other great players uh, for the Spartans are Andy Bruno. Uh, Matt Polinski, Griffin Green, and Anthony Trigilio. Oh, I always mess that. Trigilio. All right. They play very good. And then their goaltender, Riley Moore, Moyer, excuse me, is sitting at like a 2-3-8 GAA. It's not too bad for Division One. Um, Coach Rosin, um, obviously having a rough morning after the loss yesterday was an overtime loss, but they're... They weren't around too much last year, right? They had a rough year last year. Yeah, they were, a, they were a young team last year. Uh, they returned uh, forward Chase Woods, who uh, really led them all the way. They also have Zach Belter on the back end. Um, Nick Peters, Chris Toby are leading league field in scoring. So uh, that was a young team last year that kind of underachieved, but I think they're going to be poised for a good year this year. It looks like it. And Lancaster, obviously, with a big win earlier this week over St. Joe's. Uh, Kevin Miller back behind the bench there. They did make it to Key Bank Center last year, um, so they have a chance of getting back there. Um, I'm sure, um, you know, I was told before the season starts that, that they may have a down year, and I didn't believe it. And 
And I, I'm sure after beating St. Joe's this week that that room is filled with confidence, and that should carry them. Um, they've got uh, Jacob Jackson, Riley Dersberger, Zach Froyle, and Ryan Voigt, just to name some of the players. Um, definitely caught people's attention this week with the big victory over the Marauders. So, um, I mean, watch out for Lancaster. They're probably a lot better than what people might have thought originally. St. Joe's, um, obviously a major player in D1. They're a Catholic school, so... Um, Lancaster, Will North, and Niagara Weefield, they, they're not going to have to worry about them once playoff times roll around because they only play the Catholic schools. Um, they went 12-1-2 last season. They got, I don't know how many years in a row they've won states, two years two now? Two years in a row. Okay, so Matthew David, Ethan Luisis, uh, C.J. Goss playing very well. Uh, always got to keep your head up when you're playing them when a kid named Nico Pavisic, Pavisic is on the ice. No. Uh, I'm butchering it, but you know, don't forgive me. <laughs> um, good goaltenders, Ben Wepner, and then they got Daniel Mikulajak back. He took a year off from Fed last year, but he is back uh, for St. Joe's, so expect big things from them. They had, did have a uh, bad injury at the beginning of the year. Uh, Shane Sheeler, it was all over you know, Twitter and that, so uh, we're thinking about that kid. He probably won't make it back on the ice for this year. Um, but definitely the top private school in the Fed. Um, you know, Franny's is off to a good start down in three, though, and Canisius, they're hanging in there, but they're very young. Um, Coach Balsito over there, they're like one in three and one. I think they tied last night 2-2 with Clarence. Um, Timon is the team that I, I think you got to watch out for this year. Um, I really like what I've seen out of Timon so far. They haven't won a lot of games, but they've been in games, and I think they were getting blown out last year, if I remember correctly. They just weren't showing up. Or there's there's something to miss there with that team last year. Good goalie, but from the goalie on out, they, there just wasn't a lot there. Except Gavin Farrell, who's back. He's leading them in points, I believe. Um, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, watch out for Timon. I think they're going to have something to say as the season goes on. And uh, who knows, maybe they do push uh, St. Joe's, uh, give St. Joe's all they can handle once they get down towards uh, the end of the season. OP, big win last night. Frontiers having a... A rough goal of it. Clarence, big tie with uh, Canisius last night was big for them. Uh, I was told they would have a down year, but don't tell those kids that. I mean, they still got to play. Um, so that's pretty much what we have for Division One. Coach, anything you want to add in there? Have you seen any of those teams? I lost my plug. Hang on a second. <laughs> Anthony, there we go. I hope you're uh, paying attention because there's going to be a test on that at the end of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, haven't seen much of Division One yet this year. I keep tabs on it just like I keep tabs on everything. Uh, but there's so many Division Two and Three teams that are in our playoff format that it's hard enough to keep tabs on those teams. We have 17 teams, you know, seven, you know 16 other teams besides us. So I, I focus my due diligence on those teams for the most part. But I keep tabs on the Will Norths. And the, my assistant coach is a Will North guy. Um, and my other assistant coach is an OP guy. So we do our fair share of discussion. Um, hang on, but, hang on, hang on. What are you wearing? Oh, this is a. Um, this was given to me by uh, one of the guys that works at the high school. Um, he wore this jersey back when he played in the 70s. This That's is a vintage Derek, you late this. 70s Derek's a hockey guy. East Derek, look Seneca at this Trojans jersey. hockey jersey. you got to show Derek in the wall. That Old school. Look at that thing, man. <laughs> With Kensington colors, I might add. <laughs> I, I, I wore it for the radio. That's I would have brought my Burgard jersey, but it's a little messed up. <laughs> Not to mention small, right? No, it fits me. Really. I don't yeah. know about messed up. <laughs> it's all ripped up. <laughs> Holiday spirit. Come on, Richie. Those are holiday pound <laughs> I did have a piece of pound cake. He's here all week. He's here all week. Why don't we move into uh, Division Two? We could start off with your team, Coach, if you want to. And you have uh, probably one of the hottest goaltenders in all of the Fed with you to your left. I sure do. Him. Yeah. Hello. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it you know it makes your it, starting out it makes your job easier when you know you have a guy in the crease back there that can stop pretty much everything he sees. Tell and us he, about uh, tell us about his play first of all. Oh, he's he made our team as a freshman when I had four other senior goalies trying to make the team. Um, I took some heat for that, but I knew it was the right move because I, I saw the talent um, that he had, and I knew if we were going to build a team for a couple of years, I wanted him to be the 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 anchor. Back that there. was your Herb Brooks moment. Remember, they didn't want. Uh, who was the goalie? Jim Craig. They didn't want Jim Craig. Like, what are you nuts grabbing this guy? That right. Your, that was your Herb Brooks moment. Jagger was a standout from the first time I saw him at a tryout. Uh, so I think my my they made my job a little easier there. Um, but um, he's a phenomenal goalie. He's phenomenal talent, and he makes uh, he makes coaches look really really good. What are his strengths? What is it about his game that propels him to be such a good goalie? I, I think the way he prepares. Honestly, I see him before games. He does the same thing. He does. He ha- he goes through his routine. He's very serious. He's very calm. He never gets rattled. Um, if he gives up a goal, uh, he doesn't let it bother him. He shakes it right off because he knows he's in control back there. Um, his poise. He's big too. He's got the prototypical body for a goaltender to play at the next level, and uh, he wants it. Um, he's quick side to side. He covers the net. Um, what else, Jags? What do you What do you think? I don't know. I just <laughs> Any, first of all, I have to ask this question because you know I usually find out that goalies all have quirks. Uh, is there anything about your warm up that is unique? I mean, do you prefer to be by yourself? Do you like your teammates to pat you on the pads and encourage you? Uh, listen to music. What do you do to get yourself? Ready? Usually, I just uh, listen to music uh, and go off by myself and just want to be left alone so I can just stay focused for the game. And what are you thinking about before the game? What's running through your mind? Uh, believe it or not, I uh, I think that I go into every game like we're going to lose. So uh, I try to stop the puck just a little bit more than I want to. Is it about angles? You're thinking angles? and just Pretty much just get my body in front of the puck however I can. Don't give much. up rebounds? Yeah, just cover everything. Okay. Who's your favorite player? Or who do you emulate when you're out there? Uh, uh, I don't know. Just you do your own style. Was there a goalie that you watched? Is there? Uh, I probably uh, watched Hasek a little bit towards his end, end of his career. So I'm just gonna say, aren't you a little bit young to say you've been watching Hasek? Oh, He's no. been gone a few years. Yeah. Well, when I was first starting to play hockey, I when I saw a couple of games, I was like, this kid guy's pretty insane. <laughs> Did you start out playing goalie, or is it uh, some like did you start out another position? I, uh, I started off as a forward for half my first season. It was dipping knots. It was like a house league, and everyone took turns uh, playing goalie, and it was my turn to play. And I got a shutout my first game, and I said, <laughs> I think I, I'm going to stick to this. <laughs> so, Jack, I got a question for you. So you said something real interesting there. You said you, you play as if you're going to lose. So is that mentality like... You're always behind a goal, so you have to stop this. It's more important to you. Is that the perspective? Yeah, that's usually how I go. That is awesome. I've never heard an athlete say something from that perspective. That's a. It's very interesting. It works for you, obviously. Yeah. That's good. I like what uh, Coach said about the, uh, you know, he doesn't let a goal bother him. That's the biggest thing. You're a goalie. You give up a goal. You can't be worrying about the last shot. you got to worry about the next shot. And it's tough to discipline yourself, especially at that age. So I commend you if you're able to do that. Usually uh, the, uh, the maturity factor comes in at that age. It's not always there. Well, you look at, you know, baseball pitchers, you tell them same thing, you know, shake it off if you give up a home run. If you're a defensive back and you get beat for a touchdown, you got to you gotta shake it. You can't sit there and think about it. you got to worry about the next play, not the last play. Yes. 
Coach, last year obviously ended very well for you guys uh, with the Fed uh, going to Key Bank Center, having a big win there. How has that carried over into this season? <laughs> Who have you lost, and what kind of team do you have this year? Yeah, we uh, we lost our captain, Cameron Mentel, who's our number one defenseman. Um, we lost Dominic Corey, uh, another one of our captains. He was a third year, he was a three year player for us. He was two time Bowman Cup. He's two very, very, very good players back there. Um, we also lost a freshman that we had on our team last year to Nichols. Cameron Bowers playing at Nichols now. So we definitely lost uh, a few players that were key for us winning. But you can't you can't be upset when your you know your your good players graduate. That happens to every team in the league. So what you try to do is try to keep as much of your team intact. And what I try to do is I try to fill spots with certain players and try to build something similar to what we had last year. So. I mean, in the case of Dominic, he played so well both ways. He's a two-way center for us, big, strong, fast. Um, so who do we got that matches him this year? It's different. You know, we have different players some, doing some different things, so we're really working on trying to solidify our depth a little bit. That's what's different about it, but we have enough returning players. There's a lot of experience in our room, a lot of third-year seniors now. M- Mentel has a brother on the team. Yeah, so. Connor's a, a, a junior for us this year, and he played with us last year as well, so he's you back. You have Tyler Arndt, who scored a very big goal for you last year. Yeah, we sure do. We have, like I said, we have, few, actually. we have nine senior or ten. I'm sorry, ten seniors on our team that oh. were all on this team as sophomores. So this is their third year with me, third year in this program. And that's what we have. We have a lot of leadership. We have a lot of um, cohesiveness. They've, yeah, they've been here. They know what it takes to win and survive in the league. And now the challenge this year coming in was, okay, now we're not. We're no longer you know the under the radar team that's kind of playing well. We're now the team that won, and everybody wants to knock us down. So it, the, the challenge is matching and exceeding the intensity of all of our opponents because there's a few worthy opponents. There's a, there's a bunch of worthy opponents in here. They all want to beat us, so we're getting everybody's A game every night. And we talk about this with football all the time with feeder programs. Talk about the West Seneca programs that are feeding into uh, the Trojans and, of course, the Indians as well. Yeah, we, we started two years ago. We started a, an alumni association, a, a club organization. We call it Trojan Hockey Association. Um, and our website's trojanhockey.org. And what we do is we started a modified team, we started uh, some clinics, and we started a, a JV team and a varsity club team. Uh, the JV team was always there. The modified team has been there for a few years, but we kind of overtook it all, and we started a varsity club team as well. So what we do is we have, uh, and we do some fifth and sixth grade summer ice time, like some three and three, some programming and clinics for those kids too. So by the time they're in fifth and sixth grade, they can already start to put green and gold jerseys on. So they come up playing through our programs. We have a lot of good volunteer coaches. We have a lot. Uh, we have a few really good parents that do a lot for us, and then um, you know all these young kids saw us win last year. So all of a sudden. I mean, you walk into you walk into a pro shop and there's East hats on the shelves and there's East gloves on the racks there and you know we I see kids around the rinks wearing them and it's like wow that's incredible so we we started that last year or two years ago I'm sorry and um, those are the kids that play JV for us to go back to what we were talking about you know last break um, those are the kids that you know we we can keep them on our roster as practice players and as long as they're eligible and then if they're playing on our JV club team we can have them practice with us and if we need them we can call them up and. That's the system we're kind of working with now, and it, and it works quite well. It's a great thing about that is, is you're able to keep your eye on the talent, and you know what's coming up. So when you're preparing for the upcoming season, you know what you have. So you know maybe you're going to be speed orientated. You can adjust your game to fit what you have coming in. Yeah, that's what we do this year. Like we have so many guys back, and we've asked them to play in different roles over the last couple of years. So 
if we ask a certain line or a certain player to match up against a certain player for the other team, or hey, we're going to have to play this kind of style against this team because they like to do this, they've been around long enough, they've played in enough games that they can do that. So if we know we're going to need to score extra goals, we could maybe tee it up a little differently. Or if we know it's going to be a grinded out game with like Grand Island, who they're a very good defensive game, we know we're just going to have to play tight defense and and match them because they're physical. We might have to tailor our game plan a little bit, too. But with the guys we have back and the experience we have, that's that's what we look to do. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, one final segment of Inside High School Sports Sports Talk Saturday is coming up next. Make sure you keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. I love having Rich Sanders in the studio. I get to go through a lot of football stuff and ask him about a different formation that I'm working on for football for next year. See, a coach's mind never stops, Rich. It's always working. Always working. I'm teaching my um, my four-year-old some coverages right now. So we're getting... I, really? Yeah, 100%. I got all my hockey notes here. I turn on the back. I see nothing but formations. Sorry, Frank. It's all right. We're going to talk Division Three hockey. I know it's our last segment, so I want to get through this. St. Mary's of Lancaster, new team in the Fed, coached by Coach Mark D'Antonio. Um, they're off to a pretty good start. Uh, down in Division Three, the first win was against NT. D'Antonio um, from uh, Michigan State came down? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think yes. so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he gets autograph. Um, they lost to Sweet Home 3-1. to one. Sweet Home's on the top of Division Three rankings right now. Um, they've got wins over Amherst, Niagara Falls, Luport, and Lockport. I I know they're off to a very good start. They've got a couple of very good players. Tyler at home and Andy Sizz, great goaltender Michael Lisman. But uh, they're, they're down in three. I don't know how good they are yet. They're probably good enough to to maybe win three, but three is you got uh, you know and Niagara Falls is struggling. Uh, they lost again. Luport might have just won their first game over Niagara Falls. Lockport. I think Niagara uh, Falls plays today at one o'clock. I'll double check that. I believe you're right. Um, Lockport just they won their first game over Niagara Falls. Amherst has uh, Mike Mobis back behind the bench. He's a really good hockey player. I, I used to watch him play in the in the adult leagues. He's a very good hockey player. I'm sure he's going to get that team turned around sooner than later. Coach Zibtek from NT. Um, they lost the opener to St. Mary's, but then they tied St. Francis. Um, so that was a nice quick turnaround for them. Uh, Nolan Horn leads their team uh, 4-7 for 11 points. They got uh, Austin Spratico, Jason Lindhurst, who's one of my favorite two-way players to watch. He's a good player. Red Stoffer, someone's pushing me. I just want to say, according to this booklet, uh, Niagara Falls plays Amherst tonight, six o'clock. seven o'clock at Hyde Park. Six o'clock. Okay, I'm going by the, the book. The Gazette has six. I'm just saying. Um, better get there at six for a seven o'clock game than get there at seven for a six o'clock exactly. game. Exactly. I I really like this NT team to take Division Three from the public schools because St. Mary's and St. Francis they won't they won't play in the playoffs for Section Six. St. Francis though, I think they're the best team in three. That's my opinion. Um, you know, they, and St. Francis also has that elite team that's in. Uh, this is, yeah, this is do. their second. This team. is like their JV team. You're right. Yeah, so they got like some. <laughs> this is like their TV team, but they're very good. Uh, Coach Tim Bennett is a. That's amazing. St. Francis and St. Joe's, what they come up with. You're talking about their first, second, third, or fourth team. Check out this goalie tandem: Vinny Vaccaro and Arnold Rocco. I like that. I like that. You want to go in a? You want to go in a alley Sounds with like those, a North two, Buffalo those two duo. guys? I don't want. I don't know. But that's a that's a oh, goalie yeah, tandem. Oh yeah, with all that padding, they got nothing to lose. <laughs> so they're they're a pretty good team for Division Three, I, I would say. <laughs> We're, let's go back to Division Two. Um, Coach Prin did a great job uh, talking to us about West Seneca East. Obviously, the cream of the crop they're returning. They had a phenomenal season last year. We talked talked about a lot of returning players. 
Um, West Seneca West, though, you know that school as a whole is running a wave now. They've they've. Oh, been he just took his glasses <laughs> off, and I'm sitting this jacket. I think I might leave now. I'll, I'll say this: I, I watched West Seneca West a couple of times. Um, they're a tough team to play. I love their physical. Physical. Is it Matt game. played hockey? And Matt Myers yeah. brings his championship football ring into that locker room. Now he was a good hockey player before. Did you play him when when he was with Timon? His we played Timon, but I don't think he was. It was before he was there. Okay, because he scored like ten goals, if I remember correctly, yeah. his his sophomore year. So he knows his way around the ice. He's a very headsy player. Well, I wish we would stop that because I need him at my uh, <laughs> school next year. So, but anyway, uh, he's going to redshirt, right? He signed. Congratulations. He's, we're not going to redshirt. We don't go to redshirt. Please. All right, all right. Anyway, so um, here's the thing with, with Seneca West. Offensively, Colin DeBell, uh, and we talked about Myers. Kyle Hadick, another football player. Oh, yeah. Pretty good hockey player as well. Um, their defensemen, Jacob Fort and Tyler Dunning, are, are great defensemen, tough kids. Their biggest problem, Coach uh, Print, I would say, is is discipline. Um, this team is, they remind me actually of Kenmore West last year. Out of the gate, penalty after penalty after penalty. That's you know, not good. Undisciplined penalty. I've noticed and at the end of games. Yeah, they've gone into three or four brawls I've heard of this season. So yeah. I, I, I really like that West Seneca West team to, to push you guys this year, Coach. Oh, yeah. I love their goaltender, Zobzak. He does a very, he's a very good goaltender. He's gaining confidence. Yeah, he's gaining confidence, but they just can't stay out of the box. Yeah, I think and, some of that might be a little frustration. Starting the year, they probably thought they were going to come out of the gate a little quicker, but they are not going to disappear. I... They are a very good team on paper. They have very good coaching, and um, they're not going to be a team that just, you know. They're not going to go away. No, they're not going to go away. They're going to figure it out. They're going to take maybe a few lumps. They're going to learn some lessons. They are going to build, and towards the end of the year, they are going to be right there in the mix of it. So you can't sleep on them. You can't say, wow, Wes isn't good, because they are good. I know all their players. They're going to get in the playoffs, right? Everyone makes the playoffs. And And that's a single elimination playoff. So as long as they're firing on all their cylinders come end of January, rolling into February, they're going to be as dangerous as any team in that league, and that includes us. Coach, i got a question for you. You said something about the intensity um, that you try to bring your, your athletes to bring in your team. It's it's kind of like, so I'm looking forward to next year football season, right? So after you were on top last year, how do you get the guys? Because you, like you said, you know everybody's coming to you. They're going to give you your best game. How, what types of techniques do you use to get the guys to understand that, hey, you can't live off of last year. It's time for a new season, new team, and let's let's go. I do a lot of yelling. When I don't like the it's all about effort. I'm with it, you on that one. You Me can too. Never, <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. No, you can never be satisfied. You can't. I mean, we won 10 to 1 last night, but you can't be satisfied. And it's all about effort. If I don't like the way they're playing a certain way against a team that, you know, we are stronger than the team we played last night. But it's all about do the things we teach you to because in the long run, that's the key to longevity is playing your system, not being satisfied. Because as soon as you start to glide, there's 16 other teams that are going to look to try to knock us off. So if we are satisfied, other teams are going to step up and catch us. And like I just said, in a single elimination playoff format, we saw Niagara Falls knock off OP last year. And anything can happen, so you can't be satisfied. You got to tell everybody, you know, you trust them, you let them be their players, you let them be themselves. You, um, but like I said, it's 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 on the coaches to make sure nobody gets complacent or satisfied, and that's what we harp on the most. So it's like we do more yelling than ever because we don't want them to ever take a breath or be satisfied. I got to give a plug to my buddy Coach Rosak at Kemmer West. Uh, they started out slow. But they've rebounded. They got three big wins, uh, bing, bang, boom, two over West Seneca West. And uh, they got a lot of young players there. They were at Key Bank last year. 
Um, good chance they can get there again. Chris Cairns from St. Joe's transferred into the program. That was a nice pickup for them. Ethan Yatter, Michael Barker, they got 20 points combined. Timmy Safang's already got four goals. Uh, four in a row they've won. I'm going to see them today at uh, Northtown. Francis, how about your Kim Maurice Bulldogs? Are they going to beat my uh, Bulldogs, West? very no. young team. Um, they have Russ Ruggio back uh, for them, so they hope to be getting back into the playoff uh, run. Coach, okay. I like what you said about that. Uh, you can't let up in one thing, especially in a playoff, single elimination, hot goaltender. That could be curtains in one game. Well, Coach, thank you and Jagger for coming in here this morning, spending some time with us, getting us updated on Fed Hockey. We will be talking more Fed Hockey as the season. Frank, you're killing me. Why? I know. I'd be remiss if I didn't say um, thank you to Melissa Brody for everything she does for the Fed. She does a great job at, at icing the Fed. Uh, and she gets paid very little for what she does. So, um, you know, if you can, throw her a few bucks to help sponsor her website. That'd be great. She's there, everywhere. There you go. Uh, Derek, thank you for producing. And I just want to say on behalf of the crew here on Inside High School Sports, we would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next week. Go West. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.